Welcome back, family. This is your boy, D, for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means Ed. I'm back with another one, family. Today's episode is entitled, Is Project Management Stressful? Again, is project management successful? Now, listen, have you ever really truly wondered, is project management truly, I mean, truly stressful? Seriously, family, when you think about it, if you're not already in the, the, the career of project management, I mean, you're thinking about getting in it, this video is definitely for you. And if you're in it, you could concur with me. I, I know what I'm about to do here is, is, is one of our secrets in project management that we normally don't share, which is some of the stressful moments. But listen, you know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to frame it up in a seven point framework and my framework. And then we'll walk through, we'll walk through each one of these points and see what stands out. So let's work, let's work real quick, family. First point is personal resilience. Again, personal resilience. Let me be honest with you, family. When you are leading a project, there are a lot of demands on your time, a lot of demands on your execution, a lot of demands on you being that crucial role in which could help mitigate the business stress. And so family, what you have to do is, and, and again, I don't, I, I'm, tr I'm working on that telling you what you have to do, but, and so if I say it, please work with me. But point I'm trying to, to draw towards is maintaining a positive mindset and maintaining and seeking support also by doing, you know, extracurricular uh, activities. You know, for me, I like to go play basketball or go bowling or even reading a book or going for a walk. But family, I, I'm not going to say have a work-life balance because that just is such a cliche word. And everyone says, hey, you know, to balance the stress or anything, have a work-life balance. But sometimes, let's be honest, family, it's challenging to have a work-life balance. Uh, and sometimes you just, you may be finding yourself, you know, uh, working more and spending time with yourself less and sometimes it's flipped around. So it's all about family creating some type of destination for you, creating a plan for yourself personally about how you're going to deal with stress when it comes your way and how you're going to be more proactive instead of reactive. Let me give you, let me tell you what happened to me, family. So I'm one of those people when you give me a task it's, I have, it's, it's a, a gift and a curse of mine. The gift is I'm committed. The curse is that I'm committed. That may have missed you. I said, I said a gift of mine is that I'm committed and, another, and my curse is that I'm committed. You see, what I mean by that is I'm going to try, I'm going to keep going after, keep going after trying to figure it out instead of taking the time out, okay, and saying, okay, I went at it for about three hours here. You know what, let me take, let me stand up, walk away from the information and maybe and take a walk and then come back and then t attack it again. And see what I would do, family, and it wasn't until, this is a true story too, family, it wasn't until a manager pulled me to a side, he said, listen, he said, Ed, I appreciate your dedication. He said, if I know of anyone, if, if we have a problem, we give it to you. You're going to sit there and try and figure and solve it and solve it until you could solve it, basically. He said, but what I want you to keep in mind is the ability to be able to 
leave the problem where it is, and then come back with a refreshed mind or a refreshed approach. And I'll be honest with you, family, at first it was hard and I still struggle with it from time to time. But every single time I walk away, I do something, you know, and it's, I don't want to put a time constraint and say, oh, it's, it happens in an hour or 30 minutes. It's just, it, it just a natural progression. I, I'll get to doing something and all of a sudden say, you know what? Let me go try and, and go do this. And so then I'll go back and attack the problem again with a new fresh mind. And so family, I implore you to test that out and do that. When you're working through a problem or you're stressed out with something uh, that you're working through, get up, take a walk. If you can't, if you can't walk around the building or the stairs or, or just, just go look in another room. I don't know, but family, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is you have to, create that separation from time to time so you could come back and look at it with a fresh new pair of eyes. I drained that a little bit too long. I apologize, but I truly want you to understand the importance of being able to take that personal, you know, having that personal resilience and putting things in play for that. Next thing is, as being a, a project manager or asking a question, is project management stressful is point number two, multiple stakeholders. Let me explain something. When you have multiple stakeholders, guess what? You're going to have multiple personalities. You're going to have multiple concerns. You're going to have multiple needs. You're going to have multiple wants. And it's up to you to have to leverage, you know my favorite word, next to collaboration, is having effective communication to be able to address these demands that's going to be you know, imposed upon you because they're looking to you, uh, project manager. They're looking to you, project coordinator. They're looking to you, program manager. They're looking to you, portfolio manager. So they're looking to be led. And when someone is looking to be led, we know here at on the channel it's about inspiring. It's about creating that that safe place where the, the team can feel safe with bouncing ideas off of you and they're not going to be judged. They also understand that the collaboration aspect is going to be there, that you're not going to just say, well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the project manager. I don't do that. All right, let's move on to point number three. Point number three is time constraint. Listen, family, time is of the essence. One of the best uh, attributes. I'm actually working on an ebook for you for this is around time management. How do I manage time when I'm leading a project? Well, I always, what I found to be very successful is sometimes is putting yourself in a meeting with yourself so you can block off that time and, and, and be laser focused. Especially, I use, I normally use that when I'm working on meeting minutes or I'm working on um, creating a, a PowerPoint presentation that needs to be delivered, meaning giving updates of where we're currently at. Uh, just certain things that I know I need to be so, so laser focused because being laser focused and, and, and protecting and by protecting my time allows me to be laser focused, it allows me to meet these deadlines, it allows me to handle multiple tasks and coordinate different things because I'm, I'm paying attention and I'm locked in with the time. Risk and uncertainty. As you know, one thing about a project is it's a temporary endeavor. One thing about a project is it has a beginning and an end date. With it being a, a temporary endeavor, sometimes we don't know what we're walking into. So point number four, having the ability to have that adaptable mindset, which is around being able to take on any risk or uncertainty. So when uncertainty uh, bears its ugly head, you have the approach to attack it head on. And having the ability to make critical decisions in very stressful levels. What does that look like, ED? I know you. I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, what it looks like, family, is when 
when uncertain situations come up, you go through your risk register and you you look at it and say, "Wow, we didn't have anything from there. Now what we're gonna what are we gonna do now?" I love what Tim Grover talked about. He in his book, one of my my, my favorite books of whew, wow, it's it's just it's a classic book. And what he talked about in there, he gave an example of how the team had put together this basketball camp and they had all the plans and. And they had it, you know, designed for X amount of students. Here's the uncertainty. The uncertainty came when double the students that they originally planned for showed up. So what do you do? Do you tell those students to go away? Well, no, this basketball camp was for the community. And, you know, it's, you know, the kids are excited. So what do you do? You scrap that plan. You, you basically take what, what was good that could apply to this new plan and what else and what is not. You just get rid of it, and then you build onto that new plan uh, and addressing these new uncertainties that you've seen. So that's one of the things, family, that you have to look at is having that adaptability and flexibility to know when to make that change in an in a uncertain environment in, or in an uncertain environment or a certain environment, if that makes any sense to you, family. I'll, anyway, point number five, resource management. Whew. We're talking about resources, yes. One thing about resources is just not all monetary. Resources could be uh, anything from uh, people resources, let's say human resources, or um, anything to do with uh, equipment, uh, have anything to do with the budget. Well, that's when we, we start identifying the monetary uh, aspect of things. So looking and making sure that none of these, that you don't have a shortage in your resource allocation. One of the things I always see within projects is always, there's always opportunity for, when I use opportunity, I, I use it in a slide to say that there's an opportunity to constantly always looking to address any potential resource constraints or basically planning ahead. And when you and how and when you like, I know you're like, well, I'm, I'm confused. What do you mean planning ahead for a resource constraint? Well, a lot of times what can happen in family, your prior your project priority could shift. And what I mean by that is, is that, yeah, your project may be the number one and all the resources may have been assigned to it, but something may have happened in the operational aspect of the day to day business that your resource has gotten pulled away. And so he or she may be gone for a week or a month, or then you have, or you may have something else family in which the resource actually left the organization. So I'm always thinking of how can I plan ahead for the resources so I won't have a resource constraint, whether that's a human resource constraint, equipment, or even around uh, budget. Let's go to point six. Point six is high expectations. You know what family, a, a lot of reasons why Another reason why I believe personally, and this is just my thoughts of why projects are not successful, is because of the expectation was not communicated effectively. And because the expectation wasn't communicated effectively, then the frustration from what the what the person or the project sponsor thought they were going to get out of the project compared to what they got frustrated them. And so the expectation was it, it was it failed. So setting high and this is point six high expectation. It's up to the project manager to be able to deliver on the successful outcomes. That's basically meeting client expectation, expectation, achieving project objectives, as well as ensuring overall stakeholder engagement satisfaction. And I'm gonna be honest, it can be stressful when you're leading that because it's such there's that's that stress that you want to make sure that your customer is happy. I heard 
somebody said asked, uh, and I forgot the gentleman's name, so I apologize, but you'll know him. He owns the Starbucks. He owns, uh, I believe it is Patron, um, the liquor the liquor company. And they asked, he asked, uh, interviewer asked him, he said, so what do you think is the best customer? He said, a repeatable customer. And that's true because a repeatable customer, they know what you're able to deliver on. They, they, they know what your value is. And so they're willing to invest in you. So a repeatable customer going, customer going back to you know point number six, which is high expectation, it's important that you create a, a repeatable customer. And how do you do that? Being able to meet those high expectations. And then what do we do as exceptional project managers? We exceed it to be exceptional. The last and final point here, family, is dynamic nature. Huh? Say that again. I, I think I may have missed it. Dynamic nature. What does that mean, ED? Well, let me unbreak that or unpack that for you. Meaning project managers operates in a dynamic environment with evolving requirements changing priorities and unexpected challenges listen family i wish i could tell you that it would be so easy that now you've just be you've just been um crowned the project manager and you're not going to have any challenges um you're not going to any nothing is going to happen unexpectedly where all of a sudden now your project is going to have to shift and you're going to have to re-baseline your project schedule you might have to go back and look at your scope you might even have to look at your risk register and see hey is there any other particular particular risk that may actually become an issue so family the answer to the overall question is project management successful again it's subjective because i say it's subjective meaning that it's up to the person. Yes, you're going to have some challenges and you're going to be pushed, but only way you can be pushed is if you allow yourself to be uncomfortable and allowing yourself to be uncomfortable gives you a chance to be stretched and grow as a project manager. Hey, family, I hope you enjoyed today's video. This has been your boy ED. Until next time, I'm Mary.